Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Robin, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the new Candyman movie directed by Nia DaCosta. And I actually quite enjoyed it. So let's just get into it. Of course, I had previously known all about the Candyman story. I know that you're not meant to say his name five times, so I better watch myself throughout this episode. But thankfully, I'm not staring into any mirrors, so I should be okay. <laughs> like I said, it's directed by Nia DaCosta, who is a female director, which is absolutely fantastic because, you know, woo, women in film. I'm also a woman in film, so amazing to find out that this whole film was a woman's work, predominantly. Uh, one of the writers is actually Jordan Peele, which is very interesting. Um, he's well known for doing a lot of horror films as well as comedies, like he directed and worked on the film Get Out and Black Klansman, which is really good. Whilst doing my research for this episode, I actually found out he's married to Chelsea Peretti, who played Gina in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I didn't know. <laughs> so I think that's amazing. Love that. Um, I loved, I really liked Candyman. Like this was the first film I'd ever seen in this series. Apparently the 2021 film is the fourth film in the series but it is the sequel to the 1992 one, which I've been told is very good. Um, <laughs> I got round to watching Candyman in the cinema because my boyfriend wanted to go and watch it. And he told me all about it and I watched the trailer and like read some reviews and it did look really good. And I'm really glad I went because not only did I get to spend time with him, which I do always enjoy. <laughs> I got to watch a really good film in a genre that I normally wouldn't watch because it's like a horror. And I don't usually go for horrors because they're just not my thing. Not because I'm scared to watch them or anything. So don't be going thinking that. <laughs> it is advertised as a horror, but it's genre on wikipedia is supernatural slasher so it is a slasher film and it was very slashy i must say there was a lot of blood there was a lot of murder but i wasn't too scared but it's okay because it was still a very very good film one thing i, I a couple things also i really enjoyed about the film was that it was a predominantly black cast which is also very good. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not so, like not as much nowadays. But Hollywood is very white, <laughs> unfortunately, and very it's very white and male dominated. Um, even though it is twenty twenty one, there are still there. I feel like there's still a lack of diversity. And also, like, di like, diversity for gender. Even though there are some amazing black female actors in this film. Um, there's also LGBT representation, 
which was very good. It was it played a small part, but it was still there. So Nia Da Costa has pulled out all the, the stops. So I really respect her for that. And I also loved how they told the story of Candyman. It follows a man called Anthony McCoy, who's an artist. He's portrayed by Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. I really hope I've said that right. Again, much like Nia da Costa, this is the first time I've ever heard of Yaya. I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I've, I've looked up like different pronunciations of how you say his name, but... Ooh. Again, not sure if I'm saying that right, but I thought he was an incredible actor. He really portrayed Anthony and his slow decline and like almost like him. Well, I mean, he obviously, at the end, he became Candyman. And then he, as he's going around taking his pictures and doing his paintings, he has that bee sting that slowly takes over his entire body because with Candyman, you get bees, which I thought was really interesting. And he could see Candyman in his own reflections and it was eating him alive, basically. I thought it was really interesting. It was, I'm not sure uh, how it was represented in the 1992 film, but I feel like because it's 2021 and assuming the setting of the film is around the same time it's not like in the past or way into the future it's just like current time period they told the Candyman story in a very modern way through Anthony's art and I thought the paintings were really really cool and they really captured apologies if you can hear my dog in the background I'm currently sitting in my kitchen recording this because it's way too hot to sit in the room where I normally sit in. You having a nice drink there? Lovely. Can I get on with my podcast please? Thank you. <laughs> but I I really loved the whole story and I really liked it. Honestly, I would see it again. I really enjoyed about the film was at the start there was the reference to the shadow puppets like the wee cutouts and then that theme was carried on throughout the film when they were telling stories about the Candyman legend and everything so I thought that was really good to continue on throughout the film it was a nice wee reference to the start of it and at the end of course you see the real original Candyman. At least I believe that was him. Again, I haven't seen the previous one, so I apologize if my knowledge is not the best. However, like I said, I did enjoy it. And I'm really surprised I liked it as much as I did because even though I was looking forward to watch it, I was kind of thinking before we went in to see it, oh god, what if I don't like it? Because it's not something I'm, I know and it's not something I'm familiar with and it's not a genre I normally go for, but it's 
bloody good really good and you know i i might i i think i'm a fan of the genre now so i'll have to expose myself to new content not a uh, story aside talking from a filmmaker point of view which you know i'm sure we're all very excited for the cinematography like is the film was so amazing and beautiful just to look at just to see the different shots and framing and angles they used and like it i, I just it was visually stunning and you the role of looking and actually how the film looks plays such a big part in telling the story like even at the start like the uh the opening sequence with all like like the universal like globe thing and like all the different production companies they were all mirrored because of the whole idea of seeing Candyman into a mirror everything was upside down and back to front and then the shots of the buildings were all upside down and almost looked like they were like reversed it was really really cool like i actually thought when we went in and the film started playing that the uh the the, uh, the cinema had managed to get the film back to front <laughs> then i realized oh no uh it is actually meant to be like that so that, i thought that was really clever one thing i will say though there was one bit in the film that i thought they could probably cut out and it wouldn't have made a difference. It was the scene in the high school when all the girls are in the bathroom seeing Candyman into the mirror because they think, oh, it's just a joke. Like, not, it's not real. Why would it be real? And then they all, well, most of them die because, you know, they said Candyman. I feel like, because one of the girls was at the... Uh, the art gallery showing of Anthony's pictures and obviously one of his paintings and pieces was Say My Name which was just a mirror and then the girl was like oh okay I'm gonna take a picture of that and show the girls at school and show them how much of a joke it is like how many people actually believe it and then most of them end up dead so I mean it was interesting um when watching the trailer, that scene did come up and I thought, how, what's this got to do with a horror? What has this got to do with someone who's called the Candyman, who's going around slashing people? But in the film, it does provide context and it does make sense when you're watching it, like in the order of the film. But again, I feel like you probably could have missed out that bit. Like, you probably could have skipped over and it wouldn't have made a difference. However, it did make news headlines in the film, which Anthony then saw. And then obviously the art critic, her new, the news of her being killed in her, in her apartment made the news, which just added to, like, the paranoia. Which, I suppose... Maybe it did make sense. Maybe it sh it, 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 I'd, if he did cut it out, it wouldn't have made sense. All right, maybe I'm just talking nonsense here. <laughs>
whilst I was doing some research, I found an article from The Independent written by journalist Adam White, and it was titled, Black people know how scary the world is. How Candyman became a story of radical justice. And it is a good read, honestly. Like, um, you, the story, even though the film is a horror, like, it's about a candy man who kills people, right? If you say his name, he's going to come for you, right? I wonder how many times I've said, said his name in this film, in this film review. <laughs> Don't come for me, Candyman, please. I'm, I'm talking highly of you. But it does also show the, uh, the, uh, racist, like, how racist and discriminatory the world is towards black people. Like, especially at the start of the film when there was the, uh, they were telling us the story of the legend of Candyman and there was the original Candyman who was killed during the 19th century because of an interracial love affair with the one of the royals and he was coined Candyman and because he was black and the woman he loved was white and she ended up pregnant he was murdered for it in the street in front of everybody. And then at the start with the other Candyman, Sherman, who had a hook for a hand and he was falsely accused of putting razor blades into sweets and white racist police officers stormed him and killed him. And it is kind of it was kind of awful to watch just thinking oh my god this is what the world was and what unfortunately the world is still like because unfortunately we still live in a world where people are racist and people are sexist and people are discriminatory just because of things people can't help for example, their skin colour, their sexual identity, their gender. Like, I don't want to go on to a big rant about that because that can be its own episode entirely. But all it, it, the film covered all the bases, basically. And it was almost, like, bittersweet to be like, okay, this... We, we can't hide away from what the world is like. And Nia da Costa's brought this to life. She's raised our attentions to it. And though she's doing it through a slasher film, it's still there and it's we have to sit and watch it. Like, okay, this is a reality check. And I hope people look beyond the fact that it's just a slasher film and just be like oh shit there's actually a lot of other key points and themes and messages in this film because I mean she's done it in such a good way like and the film's being talked about and people are 
are seeing it and hearing it and I just think that's bloody good. And that was my review on Candyman. I wasn't too sure whether I wanted to make a wee episode about this, but I feel like if you were if you followed me on social media, then you'll know I've been away for a week. So the podcast was put on hold for a week. And no, this episode is not part of the pre-existing Faye Friday series, just because it's a new release. The Faith Fridays series will resume on Friday, which will be the 3rd of September, I believe, as it's currently the 1st of September recording this. So happy September to you all. And thank you very much for listening to this episode. It feels good to be back. Again, apologies for my lack of knowledge of the Candyman series and for... uh, potentially butchering people's names (laughs) but apart from that i hope you did enjoy my review i really enjoyed talking about it apologies again for my dog (laughs) this is what happens well i was gonna say when you record live but technically i am recording live um it's not live for you obviously but um my dog just likes to be part of the uh, the action i suppose so yeah (laughs) right I better go thank you so much for listening I really appreciate the support as always if you're a new listener and you've just found the podcast through this episode then welcome it's great to have you on board and I hope you stick around so until next time watch this space